Yes, sir. Let's go hour number two on a Wednesday. Hope you are having a good hump day. Nice sunny day out there, a little on the cool side, but we hope you are safe and sound. We get ready for the NFL championship games. Cowboys fans, are you like me? Anything in the AFC you'll root for. Uh, I don't even know what I'm going to do when this NFC game starts. Probably just drink. We'll talk about that. We talked about Mel Kuyper thinking that the Bijan to the Cowboys idea might be interesting at the end of the first round. Talking MVP. The finalists are out for that. You like Mahomes or Burrow or Hertz or one of the other two guys there. We'll get back into those lists. Uh, Also, Longhorn News. Texas basketball gets a big win last night against Oklahoma State and looked good doing it. And Chris Jackson is official. It is going to be Chris Jackson, formerly of the Jaguars. He will be the new receivers coach for the University of Texas. We'll hit all of that right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. We do it every Wednesday about this time with Justin Wells of Inside Texas and On3.com. And yes, he's a Cowboys fan like me, so he's licking a wound or two. We'll get to that. What's up, Justin? Yeah. What's up, Chad? Yeah. I know. What up, Jay Wells? This is that week where Cowboys fans talk very short to everybody. Hello, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Uncle Joe. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. (laughs) Great. Wonderful. Super. Fantastic. (laughs) Let's move on. The Chris Farley, right, exactly. The Chris Farley bus driver. Great. (laughs) Wonderful. That is it. That is how we all kind of feel. Uh, this week. We'll get to that. Let's start with a little better news, uh, Justin. Let's start with this Texas receivers coach. Um, it, I'll admit it's a guy I didn't know a lot about when I started to hear name hear, hear the name uh, come out there. But in you know reading up on him and seeing what's seeing you know his journey and the resume, there's some impressive stuff on there, especially development with these guys in the NFL. What'd you think of it? And after you know getting a chance to dig in a little bit, how do you think Chris Jackson fits in with Sark's ideas? You know, I, I'm like you guys. I honestly didn't know you know much about him originally when we had kind of started hearing about it a couple weeks ago, and so. Did a little homework, and you're right. He's got some chops in the NFL. He's done some pretty good developing. Uh, he had a nice little stint with the Chicago Bears, and then this last year with the Jacksonville Jaguars, he he, he brought out career years with Christian Kirk and, and a couple of the other guys. And so that ultimately, when you get into a college locker room and you've got freshmen, sophomore, junior, and senior wide receivers trying to make it to that next level, They'll, that's that's an ultimate respect right there. They're going to instantly listen to you because they they just recently seen what you're doing. They see that stuff working on Sundays, and so that's a good start to introducing yourself to to the new wide receiver room in Austin. Uh, I, I don't know a lot past you know what what he's done. I, I know he was a. I remember him as a receiver at Washington State. Uh, obviously, he's going to have some chops on the West Coast in, in recruiting. He'll get, you know, he'll he'll get closer to the kids in Texas uh, over the next few months. Not to mention guys that are in the, the newer newer guys in the locker room, like a John Fay Cook and a Ryan Niblett, and a, or rather DeAndre Moore. Uh, you know, it, it, on the surface, it looks good. It, it looks real good. Um, the only question I have is going to be recruiting. You know, is he going to be able to to hit the road and 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 build those relationships? You know, it's a different ball game in the NFL, as you guys know. Uh, you know, the recruiting doesn't really happen too much. It's more of a professional job, and it's more of a, um, you know, go to work every day and, and, and do your best, whereas in college you got to motivate sometimes. You've got you to develop these kids 
on not only a physical level, but an emotional level. So it's going to be a transition, but you can't go wrong bringing in a guy that's been coaching pros because most college kids go to the University of Texas with one dream, and that's to get to the professional level. And, and Chris Jackson is going to be able to come in that room instantly and, and command that respect. Jay Wells on Texas football's Twitter, they put out a little video of winter practices or winter workouts, and you see a little bit of Jalen Ford and Jordan Winnington, Kelvin Banks, Alfred Collins. Any word on how winter workouts is going as of now? I know we're early, but anybody turning any heads or anybody coming with, you know, you got to replace not only the production of Bijan and Roshan, but also the leadership with those two. Has anybody stepped up to the table this early on? I think the leadership thing is going to take time. I think there's some guys already kind of clamoring for those spots because they've earned the, the program and the team's respect. Jalen Ford is, is the first one that pops in my mind. Uh, he has a ton of respect throughout the team. And, and when you play really well and, you, and you've struggled and then you turn it into a lot of success, that, that really resonates with, with your teammates. And with guys like and guys on your on your squad, and so I think Jalen Ford is the guy that could assert himself into that conversation. Um, Jaron Thompson is one on the defensive back end. I think he's another one that's a lot like Ford that came in and had his early struggles, has turned his game around, and been developed. One of the smartest players in all of college football, and and I think he's a guy that that demands that respect from the team. I mean, anytime a kid who came from Lufkin High School and was the captain of the varsity football team as a freshman mm. uh, at Lufkin, let me tell you, they, mm. they've got leadership attributes. And so I think those two guys are some guys you can look at on that defensive side. On the offensive side, it, it hasn't really come to fruition yet. You know, Kelvin Banks is one that I think could, could, you could see could step up, but he's still a, he's a pretty quiet kid. And, and that's, no, that's understandable. He's still a freshman and so you don't want to rush anybody into that spot. I think they'd like to see Quinn Ewers take over that mantle a little bit. And, and I think they already have seen some of that. If you, if you read it inside Texas, a lot of what was reported during the bowl practices, you know, Quinn Ewers arrived in December, he lost 10 pounds. And he had started getting in better shape. And I think we saw that in the bowl game. He had one of the best games of the season last year. And we saw that in his mobility. In his, in his ability to get the ball out quicker and to elude the pass rush and to make plays to those off-platform throws. That's why I think Quinn was looking better is because he's lost weight because he's, he's getting more in shape. And I think that next step for him is to, to like take the reins of the, the offensive room and let everyone know it's his job and, and everyone needs to jump on board and follow. And so the development of the leader, it has to come organically. It can't be a kid that just stands up and starts hollering. It, it, it goes through stages, and I think we're, we're going to find out who those guys are, I, I think, over the next few months heading into spring ball. A couple guys that stand out early, I want to mention a guy like an Anthony Hill Jr. He's already turning heads. Yeah, you know, they do basically do like daily weigh-ins. He's already at 226 pounds, looks fantastic. Mm. He's getting inundated right now. I believe the, uh, the younger guys are now lifting with the older guys. And so that's usually a process that takes a couple weeks after enrollment in January. Uh, Cedric Baxter, I'm told, is just a big, fast dude. Um, he's a guy that I, I, there's some Cedric Benson to him, guys. He is he he's got some size and some shake, and he can go between the tackles. And like we saw in the Alamo Bowl against Washington, this team needs tailbacks that can go between the tackles 
And so I, I've, I've heard that Frederick Baxter looks good. I've heard John St. Cook has yet to drop a ball. This is a kid with pristine route running ability. He can play inside. He can play outside. I want to say you should probably give him a little credit for help with the A.D. Mitchell recruitment along with B. John Robinson. And so I, I heard Jonte and DeAndre Moore are acclimating very well. And they're getting in those extra passing sessions with Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning. They're doing that. They're going that above and beyond right now. And that's what you want to see. Last year, when the new enrollees came in, it was similar. You saw some of those guys really start to take shape, to, to really, you know, uh, the biggest thing for those guys early on is, is to earn the respect of the coaches and their, and their teammates. And they're doing that with this class now, too. And it just shows you their mental capabilities. You know, Terrence Brooks came in last year, one of the youngest guys in the program. Now he's one of the rising stars at corner. Andre Kojo just came in, and he's another one that, that, that's just a big human that with some development already, you know, he's 16 years old, guys, uh, or, or about to turn 17. He is what? young. Wow. And so, yeah, you have to consider just, you know, the age is there. But and not only that, it's the maturity. You can tell that Sark and this staff values the mental evaluation really high. That's, that's something we've been able to, to pinpoint in their first two cycles, and who they've identified in this 2024 class. And so right now, that's kind of the early return. It's not a whole lot to glean. You know, it's kind of the underwear Olympics at 6 a.m. at DKR. It's, it's, it's not about who looks great running around the field. It's who showed up early, who's given everything they've got, and who is totally drenched in sweat and wore out and given everything they had when that session's over. And so right now, the best thing, I think, is the young guys are starting to appreciate where they're at, understand the magnitude of where they're playing, and, and earning the respect of their, their teammates and their coaches. Because if you can't get to that part, there's nothing else behind it. You, that, that's the first step. You, you, you're looking at step six or seven, and you have to finish that one. And I think these guys have a really good grasp of that. Welcome to Justin Wells inside Texas. All right, Justin, uh, you are a Cowboys fan like me. Let me fit in the Cowboy question here this way. If I put the document in front of you to get you McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, and Dak Prescott all back for 2023, would you sign or do you want something else? I'd sign. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd sign. I would um, because I've seen quarterback play in the NFL. And Dak Prescott is still one of your better guys. Yeah, he, he didn't look good against San Francisco. And, and, and I think it's twofold. I think Dak made some bad decisions uh, late in the game that, 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 that kind of cost him. And I also feel like San Francisco just played really good football. There's a reason they had won, what, 12 consecutive games now? Running out of a third-string quarterback that we've been covering in the Big 12 for the last four years. Um, I just I think you got to give D'Amico Ryan's and those guys a lot of credit. They flustered, uh, they flustered Dallas in the second half, and this game was lost in the second quarter because San Francisco. It was it was so even in the first half. It really really was. Both teams were were were, were really in each other's offensive playbooks. The defenses both were, were really standing out. When Tony Pollard went down, I think it was a giant gut punch to that sideline. Not just because he's your starting running back, not just because he's coming off his first Pro Bowl, but because he's the most explosive player in the program. And that was the kind of X factor they needed to, to get an advantage on San Francisco. 
that was the guy they kind of needed to to make those plays. And he'd been doing that all season, Chad. You and I have watched it. Yep. And so losing Tony Pollard was huge. And then giving up that field goal at the end of the half mm. was even bigger. I think those two data points just really crushed the boys. And, and when they came out in the second half, it was nothing but catch up. It was nothing but trying to, because San Francisco had found their groove, obviously, in the second half. Still not explosive. I felt like Dan Quinn called one hell of a ball game. I felt like he is getting so much out of corners that were picked up out of Brookshire's three weeks ago. Like, you know, people didn't understand. People don't understand the, the injuries that secondary had, had faced. And so you got to give credit to, to who they ran. I, I want to say they had six consecutive games of different lineups uh, in, in that back end, that secondary. And Dan Quinn still got the most of those guys. We saw Michael Parsons playing at his best, and he's inhuman. And so there, there's so much more you can glean from it. But to me, at the end of the day, San Francisco was a better team. They were better coached. They were healthier. They had a better roster, and it was at home. And I think that home field advantage really helped them. And I just think at the end of the day, San Francisco was the better team. Dallas had a shot in the first half, but when they lost Pollard and they gave up that field goal to end the half, I, I think they were in catch-up mode from that point on. And the only thing that was really working, once Dalton Schultz was, util, was, was neutralized in the first half, the only thing that was working was the quick slant, the quick out to, to C.D. Lamb. And those are great. But those don't move the chain. Those, those, those don't get you in the end zone. And I think that's why you saw Brett Mayer, Mar get his uh, redemption uh, because all they could do was wind up kicking field goals in the second half. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Jay Wells, because you just talked about the running back situation. And Jerry and Stephen Jones have some serious answers to uh, uh, fill. And with no Tony Pollard, you got to worry about re-signing him. Is he going to come back 100% off the broken leg? We know the Zeke situation. Are they going to drop him? He's asking for less money. But Mel Kuyper Jr. on his mock draft said that 26 pick could be Bijan Robinson. How do you feel about that? Well, I, well, <laughs> I have a few thoughts. <laughs> first, first of all, Mel Kuyper knows his, his audience. He knows his audience, and he knows these, these owners. B. John Robinson would be a very Jerry Jones-ish move. For a team that needs a lot of help, and it, running back would not be the first place I would look, it just, that just not, does not seem likely. I, I just don't see that being a possibility. The second thing, there is no way in hell that kid's going to be on the board at 26. I'm sorry. There, the, the way that the, – if you've noticed in the last few weeks, really the last month, all the dra moth draft guys and the draft gurus and the people that cover this thing for a living and they do it, you know, 364, 365 days a year, they're watching B. John Robinson and he's climbing because people are seeing this, is, this kid's legit. He's different. You know, the running back position is, you know, they, people don't usually get drafted the first round anymore. Tailbacks, it's, it's few and far between. But Bijan's going in the first, and he's going to go. I'm not. I don't think he's going top five or top ten, but he's not going to be there at 26. Mm. Dallas has a dozen other issues they need to fix. They need to bring in some more depth on the offensive line. They need another wide receiver opposite C.D. Lamb so that they can place Michael Gallup in the slot where he belongs. Uh, I'd like to see some more depth at corner because, like I said, you know they went in with two starting corners. 
had two more corners brought in who were also hurt, and then finally went into the third-string corners with two guys. And so I'd love to see some some new guys in that back end in the secondary, maybe a guy to back up Leighton Van Der Esch at linebacker, another guy could come in. Running back just isn't important right now. I do think Pollard, they're going to give him an honest offer. I think he's he's earned that. And, and if Jerry Jones has shown anything, he's loyal to the guys that are in the organization. If you've come up and they drafted you and you've done well, they'll, they'll, they're going to give you your contract to stay. And, and the fact that Zeke Elliott is willing to take a pay cut just furthers that notion that Pollard might stay. They're, they're going to give him a contract extension, and he's going to get offers from a number of programs but or franchises, but – I think Dallas, with the fact that they could re-sign him and that Zeke's taking a pay cut after a career-low 843 yards rushing this year, I just don't see B. John Robinson being a priority for the Dallas Cowboys. But give Mel Kuyper credit. He needed some conversation on Wednesday, apparently, and he got it. <laughs> he did get that. That's Justin Wells, Inside Texas on 3.com, at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter. Justin, we appreciate it, man. We will talk to you next week, signing day, wrapping everything up, and we'll know who's in the Super Bowl. Have yourself a good week, man. Nothing but love, gentlemen. Good stuff there. Thanks, Jay Wells. Good stuff as always. All right, coming up next, speaking of good stuff, that Stony Point boys basketball team is producing some good stuff already. Undefeated in district, their only loss is to a big-time team out of the Dallas area, and their head coach is Antoine Thompson. He is up next in the flex segment. Don't move. It's the horn. like it. Bring the horn section. Bring the horn section on a Wednesday. What do you got, Zay? James Brown and the JBs. Mm. Pass the peas. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good stuff. That's serious horn section uh, oh, right yeah. there. James Brown James Brown and the what? And the JBs. And the JBs. Yeah. Okay. So this isn't the James Brown but it's a different James Brown and a big horn section? No, it's the James Brown. It's just his crew. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, he had a crew. Okay, I got you. You didn't see him in Rocky Foe. Oh, I see the JBs didn't make the movie. They, I don't think they made it in Rocky Foe. I Fo. see. Yeah. Okay. Which is probably best. They didn't want to see somebody die that night. If the backup band shows up, they may die. That may happen. Oh, all right, that was a terrible Ivan yeah, Drago. Yeah, it's not the best Ivan Drago, That's but not it, a, it's all right. Not a great Ivan Drago. If it, he dies... Dies. I still need to make my wife sit through Rocky Four. She's never seen the whole movie all the way through. I was like, honey, one day. You that might ju- be my favorite Rocky. You just need to sit through it one time. I know I'm disrespecting the franchise by saying that, but so be no, it. No, it's a lot of people's favorite Rocky movie. I know a lot of people that go with four. I'd lean more towards three, but four is great. Like the training in the snow? Oh, it's fantastic. With the logs and stuff? It's iconic. It's fantastic. All right, James Brown and the JBs. We had Saxon. We had Devo earlier. Coming up at 2.05, Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Talking Longhorns, talking Cowboys, talking NFL. Zay's got Where We At in Society coming up. Right now, though, we have a special flex segment because we have a special guest. Here we go. 
Klex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Zay, you've had a chance to get a look at this uh, this team a couple times this year, and they just might be the best in the area. So we thought we should uh, we should hear from their head coach. Yeah, absolutely. Coming to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline during his player days, he was an All Syntex player at Maynard. Went on to play his college ball at Austin College, and now he's one of the best. Not just young coaches, but one of the best coaches in the area in all of Texas. Stony Point head coach Antoine Thompson is on the line. Antoine, welcome to Chad and Zay, my brother. Man, I appreciate you gentlemen having me. I, first of all, I got to say, man, you all keep me entertained. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes my wife asks me, did she see, did she, did I hear the show, Zay? And I'm like, no, why are you listening to it? I guess you keep her entertained at the office too. So, so I got to get, I got to put that out there first right now. You know, with Summer being a sports head, uh, ex-collegiate basketball player. She Sometimes she watches more sports than I do. But, you know, I thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. Look forward to this. Yeah, tell you later, we appreciate it, man. And, yeah, you and I, we go back, my brother, from – Two decades playing in, you remember the Givens, uh, San Antonio Spurs, Pizza Hut League, playing in those leagues, playing in random rec leagues at Doris Miller's, et cetera. And I'm just proud man, to see. We, <laughs> we go back like four flats for real, man. Like they have no idea. They, they, those Spurs League shirts were big as heck. We were wearing three X's before three X's existed. And trying to shoot a basketball on a ten foot rim, yeah. they have no idea. Yeah, that, I tell that, my kids, y'all are so granted. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach Thompson, do you have any Zay stories from back in the day? I know him now, but I didn't know him back then. Any stories from Zay on the court you can share? Let, let me tell you this: we competed against each other, Maynard High School, Bowie High School, probably two or three times um, in official high school games. But every summer from May through August, from 2005 until 2009 when we graduated, we got after it <laughs> in our AAU days. I mean, I mean, I, the energy that you have right now, imagine that playing um, a 32-minute segment with a guy 6'4", who was crafty, can shoot it, and I'm going to hold my filter on this, Talked a little bit, um, a little crazy to some guys from the east side of town. And I'm like, hey, you, Zay, all right, you lucky you making all these threes right now because, boy, I would be on your tail. Um, but, no, a very charismatic man, um, a competitor, um, a, a very humble man, like a, a pedigree of what I want my son to be being a coach's son one day. Um, it was so great seeing Coach Collier, a legend in our area, um, a mentor of mine, being a young coach in the game, and seeing Zay, you know, walking those footsteps. Man, it, just just say this. He, he, he's walked into an avenue that he's always been aligned with, with, with sports and, and being who he is. 
Very nice. Antoine, I appreciate that, dog. You gassing me up. People thinking you crazy. Like, who the hell we got online the way you gassing me up? I, I appreciate that, brother. And, and I'm proud of you, dog. Just yes, likewise, sir. the respect there. And there's something prideful about being from the city. And because yep. we just don't get that respect from the Houston's and the Dallas and even the San Antonio's and just that Absolutely. group from that era for 2005 to 09, hell, even 2010, you got Donald Dallas on your rosters. He's like a brother to yes, me, sir. you know, just playing against him all those days, yellow jackets and all those Austin mm -hmm. and one teams. Just I'm very mm -hmm. proud of you and how proudly you represent Central Texas. And you see that with your team and you see that with how you coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's one thing I pride myself on. I, I'm not going to lie. Being a true, uh, what is it, an Austinite, mm -hmm. a true individual born and raised here, um, I take pride in what we're doing right now, heavily, especially being in the compare. Well, you know, we've heard the comparisons of the Duncanvilles, um, the, the, the Brennans, the, the Wagners, you know, and the culture that they create, the Kimballs, Carters, um, the culture that they cultivate is what we're trying to present right now. You know, um, it, it's something similar to the to the old LBJ days with the swagger of everything. Um, being, you know, in this leadership role now, it, it's a great opportunity for us to just hone in on the manifestation of what the city has turned into. Um, in reality, you know, Austin doesn't look the same, but I serve the same community, same uh, demographics that I was raised around at Stony Point right now. So we serve the lowest, the highest number of low socioeconomic students. Um, and, 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 you know, like it, 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 we take advantage of what the, 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 the individuals that we have on our campus um, and, you know, just what we do representing Central Texas right now being the number number five team in the state in some polls, number 17 in the in, in, in TABC polls. Like, uh, we, we take pride in that. We're talking with Stony Point head coach Antoine Thompson. They got a win over Vandegrift last night, 72-56. Coach, if I've got my numbers right, you're 23-1. You're 8-0 now in district. Uh, Zay's had a couple chances to see you. I watched the game that Zay covered on TV. Uh, Uzziah Bunton st definitely stood out in that game. I know there's a lot of talk about Josiah Mosley and what he's been able to do for you. Give us a thought. What do you like about this team right now? Clearly they're winning games and they're, they're, looking, they're impressive right now from the coaches perspective you see them every day what do you like about this team uh, the, the the biggest thing that i like about these guys is the camaraderie there is no selfishness amongst these young men with the fact that you never it's inevitable that our top three josiah uzi and tiki maureen senior led tiki maureen um are, are, are huge factors to what we do but like i tell everyone else our Four through four through twelve, I I'll take them to bat with anyone. Um, just simply prime example, Evan Hayes, a junior on this roster, um, who's been on the roster all year, lights it up for for against Bandy last night for twenty six for seven, top school record for three pointers made last night. Um, Landon Short, 
a sophomore um, who who was big last night. But the one one key factor that no one really talks about, or two really, um, John Eric Mosley is Josiah Mosley's big brother. Um, John Eric has been so consistent for us with his leadership his camaraderie that he builds with everyone. And Justin Zimmerman, another senior who may not fill it up in the in the stat book, but defensively he will shut down whomever you put in front of him. And I got 23 games, 24 games to, to measure that. Um, but the, the, the close-knit relationship that, that we've built with these young men, it goes a long way to the play um, of what we do. And the, the, the leadership from my coaching staff, Coach Paul Bunton, um, Coach Marcus Saunders, Coach uh, John Hill, and my two, my two uh, volunteers who helped me out, Devon Owens and, and Donald Dallas, the leadership that we all put into these young men, that goes into the basketball piece. I think the stuff that we, we build outside of basketball leads to the success that we have now. Now, Tuan, let me ask you this, because you got your eyes of Button, the sophomore, and his pops, like you just said, he's an assistant coach. And I remember being a coach's son, and I know this must be tough for you at times, because if you're a coach's son, a lot of the time when you make mistakes, you look at pops. And, you know, even though you look at Pops, he, he's the assistant coach, you have to find that balance as the head coach of, okay, what does he need to hear from my voice and what do I, mm -hmm. you know, what, what does he, he need to hear from his Pops? And I'm sure you and Coach Button have a good relationship on that, but how do you get the best out of him and also just say, okay, you know what, maybe I should let his Pops take over for certain situations. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. The intangible with Uzi is completely opposite. Coach, but Paul actually wants me to just, hey, you coach him up. I've had enough time to coach him up. Um, and sometimes I'm looking at him like, this is your boy. Like, <laughs> get him right now. What, what, what is going on? Um, but we have one thing that I've grown into this year is building that relationship with Uzi to where I am able to coach him, being able to build that relationship with my point guard, my head or my snake. Like, look, what what do we need right now? You tell me what we need. So, you know, we've, we've gone back and forth on what's the best uh, way to to present stuff with Uzi and, and get and extract more for the team. And, and Paul's done a great job with just, allowing me to coach him. Um, I will say this. He, he motivates me because he does not give him any slack. He, he, boy, he, he, he rips his tail. He gets on him. Um, but sometimes I'm like, you are my assistant. Like, you, you are like, let's go coach him up. <laughs> he, he just turned the ball over three of our five possessions. What are we doing? I need you to coach him up. And he was like, well, I, I thought you were going to do it. So, you know, it, it, it's been a great intangible with me and Paul, uh, you know, Paul and I, with, with him allowing me just to coach him up so hard because you know me, Zay, like my passion, it, it, it can get a bit much, but he's, he's grown into it. Uzi has adapted to it. And, you know, it, it's been evident for what we've done thus far. 
Yeah, he's an absolute problem. Just the left-handed floaters, right-handed floaters, great pull-up jumper, and he plays well above his years. You wouldn't think he's a sophomore. Definitely plays like an upperclassman. But let me ask you about Josiah Mosley, the junior, who a lot of these colleges, these mid-majors in Texas want, North Texas, UT Arlington. You had Iowa State coaches there the other day. Tell me about him and tell, you know what's his ceiling in your eyes? Well, Josiah's a pro. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that first and foremost. He's a pro. He's he's one of those kids that, man, you're blessed to have in a high school setting. Um, but the one thing about Josiah is that he's so humble. He he is a gym rat. He never is content uh, with what he has done and always seeking more which makes it so much easier for me because when I challenge him, I need you to give me multiple efforts. He gets it done. When I challenge him, I need you to be a better student in this class. He gets it done. When I challenge him, um, can you be the focal of uh, this leadership opportunity we have in the community? He and his teammates take that role on and gets it done. Um, you know, the basketball piece is what everyone sees. You know, that's neither here nor there. Um, but the character traits of Joe um, being a humble young man, man, he comes and watch, watches my son's basketball games um, every Saturday after practice. Hmm. Those are the things that I want people to see more than the six, seven basketball player who can do the basketball things. Uh, the things that he does in the community with the community leadership, those are the things that I want us to, you know, really polarize and look at um, for the intangibles of, of us building a culture. But when you talk basketball, you know, I'm going to speak for him right now. If you, you, you talk top three in the state in the 24 class, you better have Josiah Mosley in there. You talk this area, this region, Josiah Mosley should be at the top of any, any name, any list that you're referring to. With his ability to step out and shoot it, play inside, he has a 6'10 wingspan, he's only 16 years old, you know, he, all the all the offers and opportunities at next level, post-secondary readiness, um, that's going to come just from his from his style of play. It's impressive stuff. Uh, Stony Point head coach Antoine Thompson joining us. And by the way, if you want to go check this team out, how about Friday night at Round Rock? Big matchup, Dragon Gym. If you want to get out there and check this Stony Point team out. Now, real quick, coach, before we let you go, we heard a rumor. Zay heard the rumor, but couldn't confirm it that a uh, that one Tracy McGrady might have been in the house for one of y'all's games recently. Can we confirm or deny it, whether or not T Mac was in the house? That is confirmed. That is not. That, that, that is confirmed. Nice. That is, that is that is factual. There we go. There it is. <laughs> you talked to yes, T Mac, coach. Yeah, I did. I did talk to him. Um, he, he he's he's been to actually a couple games. He he's 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 been in attendance. He he heard about um Stony and you know came and checked out a couple games. 
That's dope. That's dope. Well, Antoine, we appreciate you, man. Again, so proud of you just as a young coach, seeing you grow up, just growing up in the same area as you. And, and to what you said, I used to talk spicy to you Eastside boys. That's because y'all used to look at us South Austin boys like we were soft. Oh. And I had to represent. <laughs> Here we you go. You know that. I had to represent. <laughs> that is also factual. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I had to represent, but appreciate you, Antoine, yes, man. I hope you have a great rest of the season. I wish your team luck, yes. and you have a great rest of the day. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me again, and you all continue to give us blessings. That's awesome. Thank you, Coach. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. <laughs> that, that is factual. You are not wrong, Zach. Oh, yeah. They used to look at us South Austin folk like, what? Oak Hill? Oh, y'all weak. <laughs> that is so great. Uh, thanks to Stony Point head coach Antoine Thompson for giving us some time. They are a badass group, but as Coach just told you, some of those personal stories uh, coming out of it as well. They are handling their business, man. I was rolling down the wins today on their schedule. Couldn't find one inside of 10 points. It might be there, but I couldn't find it on a quick scan today. They beat Vandergriff last night by 16, and I'm talking to our man Derek Cohen out here in the hall earlier today uh, of flex atx and he's like that's a pretty decent vandegrift team they yeah, just beat solid. that's not a bad basketball team and they just handled them by 16 so impressive stuff yeah they're just a very tough ball club which the energy comes from antoine you heard him you know heard how enthusiastic he is you heard how much he cares i mean we just asked him about josiah mosley he really didn't talk about basketball that much and yeah. that just shows the type of character and the type of person he is and that resonates with that community and sony point they're lucky to have a good one Yep, shout out to that Stony Point Tiger community. You got a good one there. I got a good basketball team if you haven't checked them out yet. Uh, and if you're in the area and you want to check out a badass basketball team, they are playing great at Round Rock on Friday night coming out of 25-6A. Flex segment every day at 1.30. FLXATX.com is where I am right now looking at that schedule for Friday for boys and girls basketball if you want to go check it out. At 2.05, it's Chip Brown of Horns247.com. We'll get his thoughts on long Longhorns, Cowboys, and more. Up next, it's Where We At in Society with Isaiah Collier. We'll see what he's got for us today. Don't move. It's the horn. Rolling through a Wednesday, this one I've got. This one I know. This is Bono and the Boys. This is you too. Bono and the Boys. There you go. Yep. And I would bring up a famous episode of Friends, but you'd just insult Jennifer Aniston. So we're just going to keep on moving. But all you Friends fans know what I'm talking about. You too. James Brown and the JBs, Saxon and Devo, have all been a part of the show. Also, thanks again to Stony Point head coach Antoine Thompson who was nice enough to uh, give us a little time today, talk about his team, talk about his situation. That's a good basketball team he's got there. And apparently his wife listens, so shout out to Mrs. Thompson as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How about that? Fun interview, Coach Thompson, great man, and yeah, it's a big reason why Sony Points had their success this year, and that's the guy on the sideline. So when people are, when it's a situation like his, where he is a basketball player, 
and then he marries someone who's a basketball player. Did they have like couples leagues? I think she was a volleyball player. Oh, she was volleyball. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, do they have any like couples two on two leagues out there? Does that happen? <laughs> if you're I mean, if you're like a badass couple and you can both hoop, right. do they have those where you'd show up and it's like a social event, but you also get out there and you know tear it up? I don't know. You remember Hoop It Up? Like the game? Three on three? No, three on three. Oh, Hoop the it league. Up. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The league usually travel around the sure. world, play on three on three tournaments. Right. That's the closest thing that I could think of. Yeah, they ought to do that. They need to bring that back. They ought to do, they ought to do couples. They ought to do like two on two couples basketball. Yeah. I remember I was on the Hoop It Up team when I was like eight years old. I missed two huge free throws. I sent that to the next round. I never talked to my teammates ever again after that. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. You missed the free throws and just stopped talking to them? No, they stopped talking to me. Oh, they stopped talking to you. <laughs> wow. You got ostracized just because you missed a free throw or two? Hey. Man. A lot at stake for the Hoop It Up Championship. Maybe that explains why I haven't talked to all my basketball teammates in so long. <laughs> I mean, it's all those shots I missed. They just stopped talking to me. All right, Chip Brown of Horns247.com coming up it, uh, at 2. Right now, though, where are we at in society? Let's see what Zay's got for us. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, do I need to go to Twitter here? What's going on? Yeah, go to Twitter just so you could see how beautiful this woman is. Oh, look at Cowboys Lord, here we quarterback go. Dak Prescott and his girlfriend, Natalie Buffett, break up after two years. What? This week, though? Oh, that's not good. This week? Right now? Right now? It ju- okay, did this just happen or is it just getting out or both? Uh, it's we know? just getting out. But Dude. I'm pretty sure. It happened after what we saw Dak do on Sunday. Oh come on! Now she didn't. They didn't. She didn't end a relationship because he almost threw a pick six to Greenlaw and threw two picks. Did she? I don't know. She's not gonna be that woman. They've been together two years. I don't know. That Brock Purdy is a cute fella on that other side. Zay, let's be honest. If she's been with Dak for two years, she's seen a lot of bad passes. <laughs> Yo, basically she game she got I with mean, Dak during rehab. Like she's seen a lot of right. dark times. She's seen rehab. She's seen clock management. She wasn't there issues. the rookie season. Come on now. And most importantly, Dak the guy cannot really be second guessed. Apparently, Dak the guy is a pretty good dude. He looks like that, handsome as hell, successful, a lot of money. I can't imagine being with Dak Prescott is a horrible experience. Um, I don't know. It is a little bit weird that Ezekiel Elliott gets better purses than Natalie does <laughs> from Dak Prescott. That's a little odd. Oh my and God. I, I'd have a problem with that, too, if I was Natalie. Uh, now, I don't know if we have that confirmed. I don't know if we have that part confirmed. I'm I don't sh- remember who brought who that go-yard bag in hard knocks a season ago, but that's odd. That is you weird. don't buy another man luggage. That is weird. You don't weird. buy another man a purse that or a, anything like that. That's a shame, dude. That's such a that's a good-looking couple. She is beautiful. I've not seen oh, a yeah, lot she's of— she's a baddie. Yeah, I have not seen a lot of pictures of her, but—and uh, obviously I know what— I, I, best for Dak because think about these last few years they haven't been that good I mean the records have been all right during the regular season but the postseason maybe Dak now has a clear mind and could focus you ain't got to worry about the anniversary dinner you ain't got to worry about meeting moms and you know pleasing the other family hell Aaron Rodgers don't even talk to his brothers he don't even talk to his family Mm, that's fair that's fair and he get a different woman every other week so do we know who gets the sleep number bed do we know who gets that? Because Cowboy fans are going to want to know. I want to make sure he gets the rest he needs, and then maybe we accelerate that. Maybe she gets the messed up table that he flipped in the cable commercial. <laughs> right. 
Has she been now, now? Has she been? If she's been resetting his sleep number in the middle of the night, maybe we need to look into that. We need to get some security near the bed. Yeah, maybe she she's an H-E-B girl and not a Kroger's girl. Ah. Have you seen those new commercials, Kroger's with Zeke and Dak? Oh no, they're going Kroger. Yeah, they're going Kroger. Okay. She might be an H-E-B gal, not you know, okay. not like those. Kroger discounts that she's getting. I've become an H E B person throughout my life, but I grew up a Kroger person because there was no H E Bs around. We were, I was I grew up on Kroger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was my that was our grocery store growing up. I got no problem with Kroger. I, I won't dog Kroger. Once out. you I don't, I won't dog it out either, but once you experience H E B, it's yeah. hard to go back. It'll convert you. It'll hard, it's yeah, hard yeah. to go back. I don't think Kroger's whipping out tortillas no, the way no. H-E-B be doing. No, when the Here Everything's Better Howard E. Butt group gets you, they will never let you go. Yeah, it, yeah they're, they're just they're serious let, customer service. Let's ask the people. People on the Specs text line, text us 512-337-3776. Is Dak, single Dak, do you want that going into the 2023 season? Well, you think Dak will be more focused? Because he said, remember, after that, uh, after the game, he said, yeah, the interceptions deal, it'll never happen again. Yeah. Now Distractions. You got distractions, Dak. Get rid of those distractions to help you focus. But oh, he, girl, you see how bad she is? She looks a little high maintenance. I'll That's make, a distraction. I'll make the devil's, uh, devil's advocate argument on the other side, though. Now that he is single, could he and his bag brother, Ezekiel Elliott, end up partying a lot more? <laughs> Because he's available. You know what I mean? I do. The stuff that is, that Zeke has gotten himself into in the past, little incidents here and there. Nothing super crazy serious, just stuff where you go, eh, I'd rather you not do that, 21. Now are we going to see 4 and 21 yeah, getting into that stuff? I think Zeke's dogs train now. Is that right? I think so. They're okay. not just going out biting folks I would in hope so. parts of Dallas. All I know is if you hear that Zeke has invited Dak to go to a parade, we need to stop that before it happens. We need to get that stopped. All right, 2 o'clock hour coming up. Chip Brown of Horns247.com coming right up to talk a little Cowboys, but also the Longhorns' new wide receivers coach and what did he think of the, the basketball team's big win against Oklahoma State last night. We're going to find out. Stay with us. It's the Horn.